This is Beer Prime's Iconic Beers, Series 1, Episode 5. Thanks for joining me again for another in the Iconic Beer series. It's episode five, and we've reached the episode on Dea's Steady Rolling Man. I'll be speaking to Cal Wickham from Dea, and I'll also get some opinion on the beer from fans Andy Parker of Elusive Brewing and Johnny Garrett of the Craft Beer Channel. It's always a pleasure to speak to Andy and Johnny, but before we do that, Let's get some insight into the beer itself from the brewery itself. The vast majority of beers, including those that have attained an iconic status, were first conceived and brewed by a commercial brewery. Steady is not one of those. They are founder Theo Frain was brewing the beer that would become Steady Rolling Man in his homebrew days and was tweaking it constantly all the way up until and beyond establishing Dea. I put this to Cal. Yeah, that is pretty much exactly right. So um, Theo pretty much did a lot of work experience out in um, Colorado, actually at Odell's Brewing. So he was out in the East Coast a lot and he was drinking a lot of those kind of beers. And when he finally came back to the UK, so this was around like 2015. So there wasn't a whole lot of that kind of beer in the UK yet. So when he came home, he was like, oh, I can't, none, none of this stuff is missing. I, I, want, I want something like this, but no one's producing it. So that's exactly why he went to the homebrew style to try and figure it out himself, essentially. And that's kind of really the birth of how it started. So um, it was just trying to replicate those amazing beers you can get in the East Coast of America, really. The birth of Steady Rolling Man was fueled by Theo's desire to replicate the beers that he had enjoyed in America, but could no longer find over in the UK. But which specific beers had been influential to him? The Odell's and the IPAs really over there, the, the big East Coast, one of all of the all the classics really. So that was just all of those kind of styles and just wanting to bring that back um, and have something like that in the UK that didn't really exist yet. So there wasn't anything specifically that I can I can think of that he was really into. But yeah, mainly mainly the stuff he was doing drinking whilst working at um, Odell's really. I asked Cal how important Steady Rolling Man has been to the development of the brewery itself. Steady kind of bred the ethos for what Dea stands for nowadays, really. And it's always been kind of having like consistency and like good quality across all of the beers that we make, not just Steady as well. So the approach that Theo put into and Gareth, the head brewer as well, like it was all kind of iterative versions. So if anyone did frequent the tap room back in the day, it was quite a lot of steady version one, steady version two, steady version three. There wasn't the whole breadth and depth that we do now, but that kind of process of iterative improvements and keeping it consistent and good quality kind of shines through into what Dea's beers are like now really. So it all came from having a dependable core range and having that beer be the showcase for what Dea's beer is about really. Crucially, Cal mentioned there that Steady Rolling Man, first off, went through various iterations. And this got me onto that time-honored question in this series about just what the changes have been over the course of the years and why. Steady is quite a mosaic forward beer, which most people don't really seem to think, but it's 
the large proportion of what the dry hop and what the hops are. And obviously being a small brewery in a startup and um, having American hops weren't really available to us back then. So luckily as we've grown, we've really been able to kind of fine tune what we think it should be. And therefore being able to go to like hop selection in America and pick out specific lots that really helps us keep steady where we want it to be. Obviously there's been a lot of experimentation with that to get it to that point. I think one of the biggest ones is the house yeast strain that we have, and that was pretty much developed around steady. So that's what we use for all of our beers now currently, but that was literally using steady as a base and experimenting with that and trying to find a flavor profile and like an ester profile that we enjoyed that from trying out all of these different yeast strains. So that's kind of really the big lineage of what steady is, but we are, constantly playing around with it to try and get it like we, we're not going to sit on our laurels and we're not always we always want to make it better really so if there are new products that come out we might try those but consistency is part of it but we're still trying to keep it a really good beer as well so if we do find it dipping here or there we'll try and make it better that really piques my interest many breweries have never changed the recipe of their flagship beers and most of the others have tinkered with it over the years until they've got to the point where they feel they've nailed it. I asked Cal why this isn't the case with Daya and this beer. Because we're never happy with it, really. Like, we we're always in the pursuit of better beer, and we're a very, like, quality-forward brewery. So if we can do it better and it makes sense to do it that way, then we will go about it. And that's kind of our approach to all beer, steady included, just because we like how it is currently. It doesn't mean it's always going to be that way. The hops are always changing, and they're always, like, different lots in different years the conditions are different so certain batches might be different so we might have to play around with a different lot to try and make it back to how we liked it and stuff like that but we're all constantly evaluating our own beer and our own processes to try and improve them really so that's just how we are as a company and as a brewery really so that's that's the reason that it is like that so so that made it hard for me to ask the usual question of what the recipe is as it's constantly changing but I asked Cal if we're taking a snapshot in time right now, what would you be putting in Steady Rolling Man? Yeah, so obviously it's the house yeast strain that was developed for the brewery essentially, and Steady was off the back of that. Um, Malt-wise, we're looking at torrified wheat, some light Munich, and some oats. That doesn't change too much. We've just changed a bit of the torrified wheat at the moment, but otherwise that's pretty. And then obviously extra pale malt as well. So big base being extra pale, but then light Munich and oats and then torrified wheat um we've been playing more around with like the whirlpool hopping and trying to because we're not a small brewery anymore we're trying to get some more yields and more efficiencies out of it by keeping the flavor the same so we've been experimenting with like um some cryo based products from ych and some other experimental products from um indie hops and crosby and stuff like that so it's more about trying to keep it and then also improve the efficiencies of it as well and make the margins better for it. Um, dry hop wise, it it pretty much stays stays the same. Mosaic being the biggest prominent character in that, and that's why the selection is quite important because we're we're quite picky with the mosaic that we like. We don't want any of these cheesy, oniony, danky notes. We'd like to have the more blueberry, fruity side of it, and it can vary quite a lot from different lots. So. That being the basis, we really go for that specifically. So 
Yeah, it's not the most complicated recipe, and it, it was just grown off the back of that, literally scaled up from the small brewery to the big brewery, and then it's all about just trying to tweak the efficiencies by getting exactly the same kind of flavor profile and aroma, but like reducing the Whirlpool hops. Going back to the fact that the beer that would become Steady existed before Dea did, I wanted to find out when the first official brew of Dea Steady Rolling Man was. So it would have been in about 2015, would have been one of the first times that Theo did it. He actually started cuckoo brewing in a few places in Gloucestershire. So he's from around Gloucestershire in Cheltenham, which is why the brewery is in Cheltenham. So some of the brews, some of the really early stuff is in 2015. But then in 2016, we actually got our first brewery in this small industrial stout in Cheltenham, which you can still go visit now. It's actually our mixed fermentation side of it. But that's originally where the original kit was and that's where steady was brewed and that was pretty much all they brewed for the first year so out of that unit from 2016 on to go to 2017 it was all just steady rolling man so that was the only thing they were trying to perfect and you could pretty much only get it in the tap room for the early days and then they finally developed into canning it and getting it out into the wider world and that would have been 2017 and onwards really since then we're pretty much the new unit and the new brewery has been on song since 2019. So quite a big leap in those two years from 2017 to 2019 to get up to the sites that we are now. So, With that revelation that Steady Rolling Man was literally the only beer that they were brewing for a whole year, it was obvious then that it was intended to be a core range beer from the start. I mean, that, that again comes from um, Theo's experience in America. America, core range beers are quite a big part of what like, everyone has that big one brand that they often rely on and he kind of wanted to do that as well so that was definitely in mind when the beer was being created that well we wanted to have like a dependable strong brand for the brewery and a really good beer really and something that can be like instantly recognizable as a day of beer as well i think we've done that quite well like he definitely more people probably know Steady than they know Deo, so sometimes it can be more synonymous than the actual brand. So that was exactly, definitely what we wanted from the start. So that's how it really stand about it. So We've said that name, Steady Rolling Man, quite a few times during this episode, but where did the name come from? So it's it's quite an easy one, actually. So um, Theo listens to a lot of like uh, old times blues music, and this is actually a song from uh, Robert Johnson called The Steady Rolling Man. So it's pretty, that is exactly, he's taken it exactly from that, really. Some of the other beers in this series have had twists, alternative versions, amped up versions, and collab versions. I've only ever seen one for Steady, a collab with Thornbridge riffing on their own iconic beer, Jaipur, called Steady on the Jipes. Have there been any more, or will there be? It, we're doing one with um, Indie Hops, and we're actually doing Steady Rolling Strata. So we did it last year, and it's gonna be the fresh crop Strata, um, is going to go into Steady and replace all the other hops. So we're going to use the same malt base and the same base beer, and then we're going to dry hop it exclusively with the freshest strata from the States. So that's definitely one to look out for. We're going to be brewing it in October. It should be released November time. So that's pretty much the only riff we've done with it. We also, for Indie Man, one year did a Steady Rolling Man cask version just for Indie Man. So other than that, we don't really... And you, like you said, the Thornbridge one, other than that, we haven't really played around with it too much. So. Now that those days of 2016 and Steady being the only beer brewed by Dea have long gone, I was interested to find out what the percentage is now 
of production between Steady and other beers? Steady is often an upwards of 50% of our production in the brewery, so quite a large chunk. It it does vary depending on the time of year, but typically speaking, between 60 and 50% of what, what we produce is Steady. Time to put Cal on the spot and ask him why he thinks Steady Rolling Man is considered such an iconic beer. I think it's a very good representation of the style, like for a 5.2% pale with that kind of hot profile, like I think it works really well. And for me, it's it's definitely one of the most consistent beers that we make. Like we try and keep it the same every way and it we're really happy with how it tastes and it pretty much consistently always tastes like that as well. So I think that's what people value in a core range beer, right? You know what you're getting and you expect it to be the same every time. And we try our hardest to make sure that it is that way. And in my mind, it's still, for the style, like the hot profile that you get from it is just quite unique. It's something a bit different with that mosaic character that not many people get where we go for the more blueberry-esque notes of it and less of the dank notes of it. That thing that plays really well into the the malt bill and also the additional and the other dry hops in there. So for me, it's more just about, it's it's different enough from other breweries. It's got no citra in it, for example, as well. And it's very uncommon for like a more of a core end bit of a mosaic lead, I think. So I think that's what stands out and makes it unique. And and I think ultimately as well, it's very easy drinking for, for the style as well. It's for 5.2, it's very thirst quenching and very just robust and just generally an all round performer eyes if you can find it go and try it i'd love for people to hear people's feedback from it as well and see what you think about it thanks to cal there for all the insight into steady rolling man so let's get some opinion from elusive brewings andy parker i mean yeah steady rolling man is one of my absolute favorite beers and i always when i walk into a bar and see it on i always kind of feel that inner glow and want to straight on it uh, straight for a pint uh, it's just super reliable it's um for me it kind of treads that line between the the i mean it's hazy but it's not the full-on orange juice looking beer it's got a slight haze to it uh kind of moderate bitterness the the nose is insane on it um and uh it's just supremely drinkable it's got that balance of hoppiness uh, with a little bit of bitterness all that kind of stone fruit um tropical aromatics that we like with some citrus there uh, but it's, it's it doesn't fall down that hole of being just juice. There's more to it. It's got layers of flavour and it's just so, so Moorish. High praise there indeed from a man who's also responsible for an iconic beer in Oregon Trail. I also spoke to Johnny Garrett from the Craft Beer Channel to find out what he thought of the beer. I mean, I'd probably argue that not only is Steady Rolling Man one of the most important beers that's been released in the last decade in, in British brewing, it's also probably the only iconic hazy New England style beer that we really have that's still available year round. Most of the breweries that were making that kind of beer back then were doing one-offs, trying to develop, you know, hype and scarcity by constantly revolving the hop combinations. Whereas Theo, when he came out with Dea, was like, I'm just going to nail this one pintable beer. It's going to be what I build my entire brewery on. And that meant that the beer was, from the very beginning, a slightly different concept to most most of them were you know there was sort of this arms race for the highest possible uh, dry hopping rates grams per liter suddenly became part of the modern beer geek parlance 
beers, you know, they were incredibly exciting, but they weren't incredibly drinkable. Whereas everything that Theo uh, and Gareth and the rest of the team has done has been to make this beer, yes, as inciting, as soft, as sort of hop saturated, as juicy as possible, but to never let it affect the drinkability. You know, there's never going to be any earthiness, any powderiness on that bitterness. It's just a perfect pillowy, soft, peachy, mangoey, 5.2% beer. And I think that maybe comes from Theo's time over in the States where he learned that the way that you build a a long-term sustainable business is you, you know, you build it by the pint. um, And that's how you achieve scale, which is what, you know, many American breweries like O'Dell's where he worked had done. Um, And that meant that he approached this beer in a very different way. Grams per liter didn't matter. In fact, probably we'd be shocked by the grams per liter of uh, of hops that go into it because they've been incredibly efficient in their use of it, uh, both from a flavour point of view to make sure it's really drinkable, but also from a, a cost point of view, which means that it's aff- affordable for people to put on permanently. It's very easy to find, to ask beer geeks all around the UK, you know, what was your introduction to hazy beer? A lot of them will will probably say that beer or, you know, what's their sort of most memorable beer from that era? Certainly, some of them will say Steady Rolling Man, despite it now being a pretty common beer and i think that that's where you get an iconic beer it's one that starts off almost kind of cultish you know it's like have you tried this beer it's incredible people hunt it down people rate it extremely highly and then it manages to make that crossover into a almost mainstream beer without losing any of the quality without losing any of the reputation without losing any of the love that it has to be able to create a beer with that reputation that love and that quality while it's still year round is is truly incredible work and truly the making of an icon. Thanks to Andy and Johnny for their opinion. Now it's time for me to open a can. Well, it pours hazy, but as Andy said, not a full-on orange juice bomb colour. Uh, it's more of a pale straw and it's got a gorgeous thick white head. The aroma... Yeah, I'm getting those tropical fruits like mango and pineapple, and they're still in for a taste. Mm. It's crisp and refreshing. Those blueberry notes, but not dank, just like Cal said, very Moorish and well-balanced. It's so interesting that Dea spent a year or more just brewing this beer over and over, making sure they had nailed it. But more interesting that they don't think they have yet. The opinion out there of this beer would indicate otherwise, but it's typical of an artist to never be happy with something everyone else proclaims a masterpiece. I'm really enjoying this, especially as it comes in a 500ml can, so there's much more to enjoy of it. I must be honest and say that I don't notice too much difference from other iterations of Steady that I've had, and I have had plenty over the years. But again, that's probably down to the perfectionist qualities on display over in Cheltenham, and perhaps a little about my limited palette. I'm going to enjoy the rest of this, but thanks to Cal, Andy, and Johnny for their input, and thanks to you for listening. Next week features the last in the series, Wiper and True Milkshake. Cheers.